Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is the Pro Audio Suite Podcast. Quick Bites. And welcome to the Pro Audio Suite Quick Bites. Now, Quick Bites is a show we'll do on alternate weeks. It's just a short one. It could be answering a question of yours, or we could be doing a quick review, or a discussion of an event that's happening. And our first Quick Bites is about an event that's happened. In fact, it happened last weekend in New York. It was AES. And two of our panel were there, of course, George Whittam. Hey, hi guys. And Robert Marshall. Hello. Now, Robbo and I weren't there, of course. We were down no, here. Sadly. Sunning, a, sunning ourselves uh, on the beach, probably. <laughs> having a barbie, chucking shrimps around. Because yeah, we do that kind of that's thing. What, yeah. uh, but in New York, AES was happening. And uh, you two guys were there. I think, George, you were only there for a day. Is that correct? I was. I was just happened to be in New York to see clients and friends. And it was it just overlapped a day. So I, uh, I had about six hours to see as much as I possibly could. And what did you see? Well, first I saw Robert, and that was the craziest thing of all, which <laughs> we had no you. plans on seeing each other. Walk down the street, <laughs> I come out of the subway, and there he is. And <laughs> so that was really fun. We got to see some of it together, which was really which was really cool. He even camera operated for me as we took a look at the um, offering from uh, Antelope, the Edge. Isn't that what they call it? I think so. The Edge they had, microphone they had system. three mics, three new mics. Oh, wow. Yeah. They have three new emulating style mics in the vein of some of the others we've talked about, um, including the Townsend Labs. It's kind of similar to the Townsend in that they do have a two-capsule mic like the Townsend. So it takes two channels to get the full function. But they did come out with a single-channel version they call a Solo. So it's a lot less expensive. Um, the Solo yeah. emulating mic is six ninety nine. So it's a fixed cardioid mic and uh that's something pretty reasonable from them in terms of you know the kind of stuff that antelope does they they tend to be a cut above wouldn't you say i think so i i think that antelope makes what seems to be a very high quality product i i would imagine in the league of the sphere probably a cut above the slate also price wise obviously above the slate um but i did like the way they Mm -hmm. were providing things where the, the it seemed to me that the mic models were all included especially with the upper model and um one, one thing you didn't include was the uh the four capsule or the four the stereo that had you know two separate capsules on each yes yeah it was the it was the double capsule setup right where you've got one head on top of the other and you can aim you know the 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 xy or get whatever you want out of it wow um, right. i have a video i'm going to release it on my uh, youtube channel yeah. So that's basically like the old uh, C24. Is that the yes. same kind of idea? Yes, with, it's, it's, yeah. the idea, it's the same idea as like the C24. So you got two capsules on top of each other. What was interesting about this one, and I might be incorrect, but I'm pretty sure I'm correct, you could spin the top capsule around infinitely. It had no stop to it. Uh-huh. Um, that was kind of neat. And um, like the Sphere and also like the Lewitt has, you know, lets you record each capsule separately, which according to Antelope, increases the accuracy of the models from different angles because they're able to capture a better 
image with their um, technology that they use to model the microphones. But then also it lets the user, after the fact, change yeah. the polar pattern of the recording if you indeed record the two capsules separately. And I think that's pretty cool. Wow. So what else stood out to you guys? I, I saw uh, Stevie Wonder. She saw, oh. Did he see you? <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I ran into him at a booth for a new pair of headphones that is a ribbon driver headphone. Yeah, okay. So it's got a ribbon driver and they're designed to emulate basically an infinite baffle speaker strapped to your head, basically. Wow. <laughs> I mean, these things were pretty crazy looking and they had, you know, an unbelievable sound stage as it's a like result. It's like the stacks. Right. It's like stacks, except it's not a magna planner or whatever, electrostatic. It's a ribbon. Yeah. And I'd never seen anything quite like it. These things were... Really? I think I was so excited by seeing Stevie Wonder trying them on next to me that I, <laughs> I forgot to take note of what the heck these things were. <laughs> the most embarrassing thing is, though, is I had them on my head backwards for the first two minutes. Oh, uh, whoops. Yeah, and the guy that developed look. it came over and said, well, let's try th- let's turn those around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh. It's like yeah. the voiceover artist that walks into the room and, you know, stands on the wrong side of the microphone. That's pretty much just as bad, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what else stood out? Today? Yeah, yeah, uh, it was pretty bad. The last thing I saw and I actually got a little f- footage and coverage of was the RedNet stuff by Focusrite. Their RedNet things run on on uh, Dante, you know, so they have an, a two-channel audio interface. It's like a desktop audio interface that's you know, obviously fit form factor similar to the likes of many others like the Apollos and things like that. But it, it runs purely over a network connection. So you can put as many of these things on your network as your network can handle and tie them into a whole bunch of other systems all through your LAN. And wow. uh, it's called the RedNet X2P. Um, so it's kind of, it's a unique product that definitely falls outside of my normal scope. Most of what we deal with is USB or Thunderbolt. And I think what I like about that, this unit that makes it different is you're not dealing, it's not connected to the computer through USB. So you don't deal with some of the USB limitations and annoyances. Yeah. Since it's on Ethernet, it can be on a really long cable. Right, and then you can run the Dante audio driver. Yeah, yeah. it's a self-contained unit, right? So all of the brains are inside. And so it's running all the time. It's a full-blown mic preamp and everything. It has air mode, which is what Focusrite says is their closest emulation to their their vintage mic preamp. Then you can run a driver on your on your Mac or PC, which basically makes this thing show up as an audio interface. So all of a sudden now this thing coming in through Ethernet now actually is a driver and it shows up just like any other input and output device. Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's the Dante audio driver, the like the virtual sound card that Dante makes. So let me we'll right, see that. Let me get this straight. Because I'm pretty sure I've got it clear in my head, but if if I was in a, a, a multi studio complex, then I I take that box and I set it up in in one live room and connect yes. it to my Ethernet or connected to my Ethernet network. But then I can go to any room that's connected to that same network, and that box will show up. Is that right? Is right, that, exactly. So you can wow. have distributed mic preamps and interfaces. But this is similar technology to what Motu's had for a while with what's called AVB. Yeah. Or um and so this is included in the Motu preamps and interfaces. And I think there's some differences where Dante is definitely a layer three technology, which means it's at the application level of the Ethernet signal um running over actual IP, whereas 
Um, I believe AVB and a lot of the other ones that like multiple channels over Ethernet. There's um, Ethersound and a whole yeah. variety of them. And they were all running at layer two, which gives you even better latency specs and has some advantages. But I think maybe the advantage of Dante is that it's easier to put together um, because it's running at layer three. So for instance, with AVB, you have to buy a very specific Ethernet switch that can handle that layer two traffic. Whereas I possibly Dante can run over most any run-of-the-mill switch um, with the slight disadvantage of maybe a little bit more latency, but not much, but certainly easier right. implementation. And so, yeah, you can have a multi-room facility and put converters and preamps in every room and then point your workstation at whichever room you want without having complex patch bays because basically it's turning the entire Ethernet system into your, into uh, a patch bay. your patch bay. Wow. wow. Yeah. That's very cool. And, 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 and that's what Dante gives you is a big matrix um, in, in one of their software. So you can actually like assign who sees what and change things like that. And so Focusrite's really, you know, like they've embraced it full on. Like I said, Motu has decided to go with AVB, um, which actually AVB also interfaces with the Pro Tools um, I think uh, one of the Pro Tools boards will also talk AVB as well. But yeah, that's that's where it's all going is audio over Cat5, Cat6. Yeah, this thing will even work um, power over Ethernet. So what that means, as long as you have mm -hmm. a switch that injects power over the Ethernet cable, this box literally is a single cable solution. So, right. so if you no want to have warts. several of them, you don't have to run wall warts all over the damn place. You just have a single power over Ethernet switch that will then power this device. So mm -hmm. it just makes it for a clean install. Like as a voice actor, it's it's kind of overkill, but you might have one at your desk and then one in your booth, for example. Yeah. So you have when, your full control over everything in both locations. And if you want to have a desk mic and a booth mic, you'd have, you know, you'd have the best of both worlds. When I was visiting wow. um some clients, I, I was at a podcast studio and the whole place was based off of RedNet systems. Um they had it was like basically a radio station without the actual radio antenna. So it was all podcasting, but each room was like a well-built, sealed, you know, desk with four or five microphones, a little touchscreen mixer from, I believe, QSC, and then all the audio I.O. going to and from the Pro Tools systems was uh, RedNet, and any rooms could talk to any rooms. It was all exactly what we're talking about here, and, and the racks are starting to look more like IT racks than they are audio racks. Yeah, it's definitely the, the new thing. The last mm -hmm. thing I saw that stood out to me for what I do and, you know, blogging and well, vlogging more than anything is Sennheiser released the memory mic. And what this thing is, it's just a cute little white box. It's the size of like, I don't know, it looks kind of like the size of a box of floss or something. But it's, a, it's an Omni mic that you can clip onto anybody that you want to capture audio from. But what's unique about it is it's not a wireless it's just a just extremely simple recording device. But the trick that it has up its sleeve is that it's keeping time code. And then with, if you use their video app on your phone, and that runs on iOS and Android, which made me excited because I'm an Android user. Once you're done shooting that interview or whatever it is, basically you hold the unit up to your phone. Through Bluetooth LE, it says, oh, hey, there's a memory mic here. Then over Wi-Fi, it creates its own little point-to-point -point Wi-Fi network and then dumps the audio to your phone very quickly. Then syncs the audio from the memory mic to the audio on the video. And lastly, lets you blend 
the, the audio from your phone with the mic's audio. So you can get the perfect blend between the interviewee and the interviewer or whatever the case is. And you can get the right amount of audio from either one. And it just, I just never seen anything implemented quite like that. And for 200 bucks, I'm very seriously considering splurging for this because this could make my run and gun interviews at trade shows so much more graceful, you know, no wired mics to deal with. So that's available now? It is available now. Because I've got a client, I've just, I've just sold one to a client of mine. <laughs> oh, yeah. He doesn't know it yet? There was nobody there from Sennheiser who could speak on it, but a fellow walked up who said, I cannot go on record as to saying I'm from Sennheiser. I'm also not here with them officially. But he then went on to tell me off the record everything I wanted to know about it. So I'm thinking he might have been on the development team for whatever reason. Maybe he was a contractor. But the guy knew his stuff and he knew everything about it. It was very, very fascinating. So that was a cool little product. You mm. know. And even at AES, I'm at a demo for a crazy Dolby Atmos remix. And I'm listening to Rush songs being remixed in Atmos and all this stuff. And even at the demo, the guy's handheld wireless mic was getting stepped on and interfered with yeah, at right. AES. Yeah. So <laughs> it just there shows you, you how hard it is to get good wireless. You yeah. know? So this is a cool alternative. And what about you, Robert? What did you see? Anything exciting? I think George covered a lot of the things that I saw, but one thing I, I saw that was interesting was um, the new genre of software that is to unbake the cake of a mix. Um, and one of them was called Audio Source RE. Had a great little interface. Um, most of these systems seem to rely on cloud computing because the the overhead to do all the computations is so heavy that they really have to haul the audio up to the internet, probably put it through a render farm to unbake the cake, and then they deliver back down to you their sort of splits. And this one seemed very good at basically peeling out in the first layer the vocal and the drums, which are probably the first things that people want to remove. And then after that, if you wanted to go deeper, you kind of had to tell it, I think I'm looking at two sources here. Maybe it's on the right side. You could give it some information and it will try to pull out other elements. But the technology might not quite be there to be able to separate necessarily a piano and a guitar duo. But it seemed to do a great job at just pulling apart the mix and giving you the ability to have the vocal and the music separated and grab the drums. And then it had a nice spectral editor as part of it, which is a nice bonus, is you know, so you could do some of your separations a little bit more manually if you needed to. Um, I think a company called Weston had a nice pair of like not really binaural mics, but just mics that you kind of pop next to your ears, and it gives you that, so you get a very nice stereo image. And I'm not sure what they were going for. Maybe just people looking to do concert recordings and hook them up to your phone and get a nice recording of the concert that way. That was a nice, inexpensive looking novel mic. There was also the um, nine-capsule microphone, so taking Ambisonics to a new level. It looked a little bit prosumer-ish, but seemed to be amazing at being able to separate sources based on the direction they were coming in from. Had a quick demo of that, and that was very interesting. Was that the one that was about the size of like a big softball? It was black, and Mm -hmm. it was USB? Yes, exactly. So a little bit consumery on it, but I think then it, it goes has twenty one capsules actually. I thought it was nine, but maybe it was twenty one. It has a ton of cap like a crazy yeah. number of capsules for some exactly. reason. It, yep. it's yeah. It's basically like a huge array of cheap capsules. Right. And it's like ambisonics to the nth order. 
you know, when you compare it to the Sennheiser ambisonics mic, which is basically a tetrahedron, um, this one was going a step above. So I also like the Lewitt, I think it's the Lewitt microphone that, again, is the record both sides of the capsule separately and then change the polar pattern later. This one didn't involve any um, mic emulations, but just a solid microphone in a sort of 414-like form factor, but lets you grab the two capsules separately. And That's the LCT640TS. There you go, George. <laughs> wow, you're on the game today, George. Jeez. Yeah. The internet's a wonderful thing. The final thing I saw, I think, was um, I think Apogee is starting to get into the game of, and I might be wrong about this, George, so you can confirm it, but getting into the game of, you know, DSP built into their interfaces, maybe, or some plugins. Yeah, I in understand there. that's true. Yeah, yeah, and so they're they're kind of following the UA and the Antelope model there. A little they kind of have to, man. Yeah. I mean, if they're not stay, staying, you know, trying to keep up with this onboard DSP processing. They're gonna fall behind because it's just it's it's the new wave of things, and if they're not doing that, it's hard to justify the cost. Right. I mean, their, their converters sound great, but frankly, everyone's converters are starting to sound great as well. Yeah. You know. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I saw some neat fader technology from a French company that lets you automate your um, your faders and your giant SSL board using the automation built into Pro Tools. Similar to uh, Tone Lux's Shadow Mix system, but now letting you go beyond the limitations of Huey and 32 faders for all of you out there with a 96 channel SSL board. Um, oh, yeah. We've <laughs> all got one. Shed. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, analog mixing truly with Pro Tools running the automation of your vintage analog board. Wow. Yeah. For those of you over the pond over in the UK, is in March, it's in York. And it's uh, the AES Inter- International Conference on Immersive and Interactive Audio. So it's sort of a subset. Is that audio underwater, immersive? Yeah. <laughs> I think they're more talking about VR and AR and yeah. Yeah, augmented realities, and yeah, yeah, which exactly. is fun stuff. I've, I've just started to really get more into that. And uh, Yeah, really... I need to get one of those Bluetooth headphone trackers that you strap to your, your headphone <laughs> and to keep mm-hmm. track of where you're looking. And so while you're doing a mix... As you move your head about, it's as though you're moving your head in around in front of your speakers, so you get a better imaging. I, I just purchased Waves NX for that exactly, and, and nice. the ability to do surround mixing in your headphones. Very convincing too. I have to say that the head models are just right on. Did you see the uh, the B and K entire body? Like it no. was <laughs> so like the idea with the head microphones where you have the head and the ear flap and so so it records a perfect binaural image and the only thing that's different is the shape of your head exactly and the shape of your ear flaps but they've taken it one step beyond where now they had the whole sort of body there so whatever <laughs> resonance so that's what we're going to use to test voice over body suit yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah yeah I mean, yep. they were saying it was more for industrial testing and whatnot but uh Still, like they're you know they're taking it to the next degree. Where, what acoustic you know anomalies does my shoulder create? <laughs> wow, there you yeah. Go. Well, on that note, I think we should um, disappear for this week. Back next week with our road case special on the road again. Yeah, see you, chaps. Goodbye, goodbye. Wipe the tear, baby, from your eye. Though it's hard to part, I know. I'm 
be tickled to death to go. Don't cry, don't sigh. There's a silver lining in the sky. Bonsoir, old thing, cheerio, chin chin, na poo toodaloo, goodbye. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking.、Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and、uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.